really a technology gap. It's really helping a community find an optimum solution for that community and then provide the training that can go with it. Once you have broadband access, that can lead to immediate jobs that are online as well as training. I think this will be become a key component of the community college system. And that's one thing, one revolution that we're working to help enable and make that come to fruition. Welcome to Forward with NACI, Inspiring Entrepreneurial Action, a podcast that shares the stories of everyday entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial leaders, and the communities that support us. We hope that this diverse collection of stories brings you inspiration, inspires you to take action, and ignites entrepreneurship in your community as we make our way forward together. Welcome to this episode of Forward with Nacy. We're very excited to have two special guests in our studio today, and we are going to be talking about bridging the digital divide. My name is Rebecca Corbin, and I'm honored to be the president and CEO of NACI and your host for this episode. So let's jump right in. I've asked our two guests that I want them to do a self-introduction. We're going to be talking a bit about their background and what brought them to this place, but we're really going to be focused in where we are now and going into the future in a very aspirational sense. So Jerry Hayes, why don't you kick it off this morning, tell our audience a little bit about you and and the work that you've done that kind of brings you to this place. Good morning, Becky, and good morning, Matt, and thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm Jerry Hayes, the president and founder of the WRC, which is known as the Wireless Research Center of North Carolina. We're a nonprofit, independent nonprofit, 501c3 organization founded in 2010 with a very unique responsibility with the, in partnership with the town of Wake Forest, North Carolina, we, we exist to bridge the technical divide and promote entrepreneurship and create jobs. And over the years since then, we've advanced our core focus into three areas. One is the hardcore technology side. The second one is on IoT and entrepreneurship called Riot. And the third one is connected communities where we actually are bridging bridging the, the social digital divide as well as the technical digital divide. And Matt Bauer is the lead of Connected Communities for our program. And we're excited to be able to to be here and and to kind of advance the evangelize the, the challenges and solutions. So thank you. That's great. And I know you've done a lot of really good work uh, during the pandemic, which was a challenge for all of us, but really exposed um, the importance of, you know, focusing on making sure that everyone has access to technology and the internet. So Matt Bauer, let's go to you and and tell us a bit about your background. And Jerry shared a, a little bit about what your role is, but introduce yourself to our audience. Thank you, Becky. Well, my my career started uh, a long time ago in, on Capitol Hill. It's kind of a young young boy from Indiana uh, goes to Capitol Hill, and I worked for the Telecom and Finance Subcommittee, which has been changed subsequently, and quickly determined I didn't have the patience for government. So I, <laughs> I went on to help co-found three social ventures, for profit, for good uh, social ventures uh, along the way, and and two nonprofits. And about three years ago, I uh, had a conversation with Jerry, and we instantly recognized we were looking for the same things and, and joined WRC and started the Connected Communities group within WRC. And we've been 
uh, building that out. And, and that was sort of right at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's been an interesting journey, but very timely as digital equity is really come to the forefront in the country and a uh, really great moment in time that things are, are, we're looking at being able to level that set. So Digital Bridge is our main focus of connected communities. And that is a upskilling, reskilling, connecting folks with jobs very quickly that they can access with just some training and, you know, three to six months instead of one to two to three to four years, get them on that on that uh, cycle. And then, you know, then they can keep advancing from there. So that's the very high level. I know we'll talk more about it, but, you know, really great to be with you and on the show today. Yeah, it's great. Great to kick that off. And, you know, being that you're a Hoosier, I was born in Indiana also. <laughs> I think I yep. shared that with you, but it's interesting, you know, you talk a little bit about your background on Capitol Hill and finding the environment where you can make the the greatest difference. And I was one of those folks, actually, last week I was on Capitol Hill. I was there uh, for the swearing in uh, of all things that <laughs> took a little longer than uh, people thought. So that connects to your point about patience. But it is, too, uh, about relationships. I, I had an opportunity because the the you know swearing in was delayed to meet with a lot of people who are doing a lot of good work um, through the small business committee and, and and other areas, and I think you know your work with this five hundred one c three nonprofit. If people aren't familiar with that designation, gives you the flexibility to do that. But I want to go back to Jerry uh, for a moment, being that you're a, a founder. So so this organization that you. Um, established is now entering its teenage years, let's say, right? So it was founded in 2010. I know that you, you've you been changed, you know, through the pandemic, but tell us a little bit about what are your goals maybe for the next three to four years, um, building on some of the um, foundation that you established in the first, you know, 12, 13 years. Thank you. Yeah, for the next three to five years, we, we intend to expand those three legs of the organization Riot, WRC Technologies, and Connected Communities. We're, we started off, we're very engineering focused. My background is electrical engineering. And so one of the, one of the innate aspects of being an engineer is when you see a problem, you immediately try to fix it. <laughs> so, so we, we started off with our, the WRC Technologies. We, we typically identify wireless challenges and, and help provide solutions that lead to development and lead to innovation and create jobs and engineering jobs for the uh, Riot team. That's really about encouraging entrepreneurship. And we have an accelerator program through there and several others. And that's becoming more and more regional. We have a, a footprint in North Carolina, as well as in Virginia, and we're expanding through other states. And then for connected communities, very similar. Connected communities is a little bit on the on the periphery, it's uh it's one of those where we came in to the digital divide from a technology aspect, and it's it's not really a technology gap, and you know that's not one size fits all. It's really helping a community find an optimum solution for that community, and then provide the training that can go with it. Once you have broadband access, that can lead to immediate jobs that are online, as well as training. And then in the next uh, three to five years, we see that merging with the community colleges, right? It's, it's really helping the community solving a challenge and together we can, we can bridge that gap. And 
The other aspect of connected communities is we're reaching out to nonprofit organizations that like the Rotary Clubs and, mm-hmm. and others that will help build the mentorship programs around kind of complementing our programs so that you meet people where they are and you walk with them. Uh, the, oh, the- I love that you said that. Meet people where they are and walk with them. That is what I've always loved about community colleges. I've spent the last 14 years either working for one uh, on the administrative side or, or leading NACI that, that helps um, uplift and support them. But one of the things that struck me about uh, the work that you're doing and really the essence for people that might be listening that don't know what a community college is, is it's open access. We have students um, that come to us, even where, where I am right now in Wake, uh, leasing space from Wake Tech and Cary, North Carolina, there's an influx of um, people from other countries. So a lot of folks come here um, to, you know, learn English, to be honest with you. They come, you know, some of them have very um, established professional <laughs> technical degrees, but they, they have issues with language. So that is is really good about the connection. And, and Matt, going back to you, um, I know that's an area of focus that you have uh, through the FCC's equity um, and diversity and some of the work that you've done there. So maybe you could expand on that a bit and share with people some of the you know priorities there and, and how are you uh, taking uh, the work that you're doing uh, to really uh, plug into that uh, federal agency. The thing that the CEDC has done for us is really give us a, a real clear lens on on the work that's being done and to help bring what we've learned, you know, not just with connected communities, but I've personally, you know, been doing this, I'll call it line of work for well over a decade in terms of, you know, thinking about how how we can take this big machine called the internet and broadband and remote work and these things that we were talking about 10, 15 years ago, people thought we were crazy. You know, it's like three, four percent of the country was working remotely. And, you know, we were questioning that. We're like, well, why, why does that have to be? You know, we have uh gone through all this trouble to build the networks and to get folks outfitted. And it really came down to a complex set of of issues. It was afford it's affordability, it's skills, and the physical broadband component as well. And when you mix those all together, about third to half of the country have been left behind in some shape or form. And whether that's uh, through accident or inattention, it really doesn't matter. We are where we are, right? So what we're looking to do with connected communities and our work with the CEDC is look for what are what's working, what's not working, and build on those uh, connections that we have. So Speaking of community colleges, you know, there's so much to build on there, but it isn't necessarily the community college's core curriculum today to go out and meet people in the community and 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 take them where they're at, do these three to six month certificates or uh, the, the actual job pairing that, that, you know, this sort of middle market, we're calling it there, it's people between uh high school degrees and college degrees which are millions and millions of people in the US right now so do we want them to get college degrees of course you know but there is a reality in that more people don't have a four year degree or a two year degree than do and so how do we start enabling that with what we have and these uh these middle skill trainings that we're that we're talking about employers are desperate hiring right now is very difficult uh, you have folks who want to get on a career path and not just a job. 
And so how do we bridge that? And that's the whole idea behind the digital bridge. So we're very intrigued with how do we partner with community colleges to help enable this because they're wonderful and they have so many of the check boxes already completed, right? So, so we're in discussion with at least one in particular, uh, two actually, two systems that are having that sort of visionary look to say, you know, hey, we don't, you know, we can work with folks and have it not be towards a degree yet. We want them to go that path, you know, eventually. And how do we embed this kind of programming into our system? And it's it's wonderful. And the way it looks, you know, so these are still not completed yet. We don't have the, the agreements in place, but we're very enthused about the potential of creating a few models that can then be adopted, you know, across North Carolina, say, or into other regions that we're speaking with now. And hopefully that answers. Yeah, I, I think that's a great um, look at that. And that's even, I think, a way into the future that um, NACI, uh, our National Association for Community College Entrepreneurship, could help elevate that. Because that's one of our goals going forward is a systems approach. Because we um, have several hundred member colleges, um, but we want to really engage and impact all community colleges, uh, you know, all 1,100 plus um, in addition to the HBCUs. So that's really an area that I'm spending a lot of time on is looking at at systems like, you know, Hawaii is a system of four universities and six community colleges, but they have a common um, strategic plan that, that identifies entrepreneurship and innovation. And what I have gotten to know through our conversations with you and kind of the space that you're in at least as I understand it, is is innovating something that that exists. Like you'd mentioned um, the internet, for example. I'll tell you a, just a funny story. Uh, Jerry, you're an electrical engineer. My husband's an electrical engineer. So before we got married, which was like 27 years ago, I sat in his living room and he said, I'm going to show you the coolest thing ever. And it was the AOL dial-up thing. Remember that? And I remember myself saying, that's really interesting, but I don't think that that is something that I will um, necessarily be using in my line of work. And <laughs> it I won't be important. Because I'm like, who would have thought, you know, uh, that, that, I mean, how could I even do my job without the internet and all of these tools that are developed? So it just shows you, I think, as p- particularly higher education, it's not just you know, punching and punching out, getting uh, that two-year degree, then the four-year degree and your graduate degree. It's really that that essence of learning. So I, I want to go back to you, Jerry, too, because we've talked about a lot of different things. And I think you are, you know, bridging the digital divide is an important one. Why don't you share with us a little bit about like getting down to sort of the tactics? Like how how does one bridge the digital divide through maybe the systems approach or, or through community colleges? So really, at the heart of it, it, it begins with community engagement and, okay. and and really understanding the community and the needs of the community and and also helping the community see the vision that lies before them. We've one of the things that we've learned from our work in Wake Forest is being able to to show opportunities that people don't inherently think are there. You know, they because they're 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 mired in day to day work, or you know, they just it you just need somebody to say what could be, you know. And here are tools. A lot of people 
get intimidated by the internet or by some of the technologies that are there. And one of the things that the WRC does is we we help kind of people understand the, what you can do with the technology rather than the details of the particular, you know, wireless system that you're engaging in. You know, here's a, a little bit of one of the phrases we talk about in our engineering staff is we're like wireless plumbers. You know, you don't really care <laughs> how it works. You know, we we know how it works and we can optimize that and have that discussion. But the goal is to make it work well and to make sure that people use it as well as they can and to benefit from it. The same thing with, uh, you know, you, you go back and I started my career at Lockheed and then at Ericsson and Sony Ericsson, you know, just after bag phones, when mobile phones started to come into play. The same type of discussion. Who needs to have a phone in their pocket, <laughs> you know, or who needs to be able to surf the internet from their their phone, you know? But the things that it enables now, you know, the information exchange, um, and and one of the things that that we we touch on in our program is a lot of kids graduating high school that don't have a plan yet, you know, they they don't they don't they underestimate their capabilities. They're they're already a lot more tech savvy than they give themselves credit for. You know, you can see that with the way they handle their their, their phones and, and we build on that. And and there are a lot of skills having that background that they can go right into. And the same token opening the door to the community colleges as well is is, is basically helping people identify pathways and and the technology is there to to really help move it forward, you know, in, in the background. Yeah, I love what you said about meeting people where they are. And it also reminds me of kind of an analogy that makes sense to me is, you know, you have these early adopters, which are probably the two of you. And there's this whole swath of like the bell-shaped curve that are the movable middle. And, And that's, I think, where the action is, you know, in terms of, you know, if we look at the data of the number of students that have dropped out during the pandemic, it's alarming, like a million students. And if we again look at um, the number of, you know, um, Black or African-American men that are not enrolling, those are those are huge, you know, opportunities if you look at it through an entrepreneurial lens. But I think about my love of community colleges and how it's sort of a misunderstood uh, institution to some degree it seems like we have a branding problem, right? And and I know this just from people, you know, that I uh, talk to in, in my circle and, and you know, it's, it's just they don't really understand maybe the assets of, you know, the open access and how that benefits everyone. So I think when we think about a vision for the future, I know for my organization, we're trying to be really crisp and simple and um, excited. And, and so we have sort of socializing this equity and prosperity for all vision. I mean, it's probably, you know, unattainable in my lifetime, but man, if we start to combine efforts with people like you that are doing this work, I mean, we'll get a whole lot closer to making that a reality. So on that note, I want to go back to Matt for a second and then close out with you, Jerry, maybe just share with our audience something that you're um, excited about in the future. I know we're not quite out of the pandemic, but just we've talked about what the work you do and your aspirations. So, so Matt, if you want to go first, and then Jerry, maybe just close us out with a thought about the future that's that's hopeful. I think back to something I touched on earlier is we we are in a unique moment in time, and uh, a lot of folks don't necessarily see it right now. But the broadband and digital equity acts that were passed last year 
are revolutionary in their approach in that all 50 states have signed up to create a digital equity plan, mm -hmm. and that has to be submitted by the end of this year. And that plan will then guide how these 50 to $60 billion are going to be deployed. And that is for physical infrastructure, but a lot of it's for the type of work we're talking about, which is, you know, putting these centers in the ground, putting this training out there, enabling folks to, you know, come in to like with Digital Bridge, they come in, we talk about their goals, we assess their digital skills, we assign them a digital coach, we get them the training they need, and then they come out the other side and we help pair them with jobs. So that is being done in organizations around the country, but it's very piecemeal right now. And it doesn't have the, you know, the sort of oomph that, it, that and, and the coordination that it, that it uh, needs to really make the impact. So I think there's going to be a huge, huge amount of progress in the next three to five years in all these fronts. And what I'm hoping and why I'm optimistic is that through these programs and the awareness and the demand from employers, you know, the demand's got to be there and it is millions of jobs are going unfilled because folks just don't have those couple extra components that they need to be able to do some of this work, which are higher paying jobs and careers building on the ladders. I think this will be become a key component of the community college system. And that's one thing, one revolution that we're working to help enable and make that come to fruition. So very excited about that. It's exciting. Jerry? Yeah, exactly what Matt had mentioned as well. The the kind of the, the thing that I'd like people to take away is that it's it's a process as well. You know, and it's a process that relies on partnerships and to get, uh, trusted partnerships where together we can solve this problem. You know, it's and and, and give it time and talent and there are many different uh, components to that solution and our goal is to bring that together uh, on, a, on another note uh, our website is wrc-us.org um, you can find everything from connected communities to riot and wireless technologies through that website that's awesome thank you so much and i hope people do visit that and I'm excited to see what you all are going to accomplish in the future. I'm grateful um, on behalf of all of us for the work and leadership that you have. So uh, thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in. And, and we'll look forward to maybe getting an update next year on, on all the good things that are happening. Thank you. Thank you, Becky. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you will continue to explore the many ways to define entrepreneurship with NACI as we celebrate opportunity, failing forward, and success, learning from one another along the way. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and follow at NACI on social media and learn more about us at NACI.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode each week. We look forward to making our way forward together with you. Have you heard the exciting news? NACI recently released a new publication titled The NACI Playbook, Volume 1, all about how entrepreneurial mindset sets the new standard for success in communities and colleges. The NACI Playbook digs into entrepreneurial mindset 
and how practicing leadership with this framework creates an agile culture with space to innovate, co-create, fail forward, and accelerate growth. Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial leadership require us to lean in, anticipate and recognize trends, manage change, be resilient, take risks, reflect, and rest in the knowledge that anything is possible. Learn from our innovative, insightful, generous network who navigates both challenges and opportunities entrepreneurially as we share what we've learned and how you might apply their experience to your work. We hope you'll be as inspired as we were. Learn more at www.nacyplaybook.com.